You're listening to the John Stapleton Podcast. This is where I talk about Jesus, the Bible, church, culture, practical living, and discipleship, all from a biblical worldview. For more of my content, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and places like that with the username jstaples93. Hey everybody, so good to see you. My name is John Stapleton. Welcome to the podcast. Today we're uh, we're starting a new book of the Bible. So if you got a copy of the scriptures, why don't you go to Galatians chapter 1 and we're going to be looking at verses 1 through 10 and uh, and and I'm going to um, I'm going to be reading from the King James Bible. So I'll I'll read a little bit and talk um, uh, as I read. Paul. All right. Who is Paul? Paul was a, it's going to be like this. Paul was a Pharisee. He hated Jesus. He actually enters the story of scripture at the martyrdom of Stephen. Stephen is a church deacon and, um, and he is the first one to stand up for Jesus publicly after Pentecost, after Peter and John stand up. And he, he, he basically tells all of the religious system that they're wrong and that they've misread the Old Testament and that they've missed Jesus and that they're stubborn and they're hard-headed, and, and, and they killed all the prophets, and they're descendants of those who killed all the prophets, and, and, and they rejected Jesus the same way. And this message infuriated them. And so they take Stephen out, and they kill him. They throw rocks at him until he dies. And the scene pans over to a guy named Saul. And Saul, the Bible says that he was giving hearty approval of his execution. Paul was like, this is good, more of this. And he actually collected the coats of the people that were stoning Stephen. Uh, you, you can almost imagine it. Uh, these, these grown men needed full range of motion. And so they took off their outer garments to throw stones at him better. And Saul approved of this. And so this inspired Saul to go persecute Christians, go round them up, imprison them, and take them back to Jerusalem. And as he does that, as he's, he gets letters from the Pharisees, he gets letters from the religious leaders to go do that. And as he's on the road to Damascus, Jesus blinds him and he says to Paul, why are you persecuting me? Knocks him off his horse and blinds him. And then, for the, and, and, and then he says, you're going to be my instrument to the Gentiles to proclaim my name to the Gentiles. And I will show you how much you will suffer for the sake of my name. And again, the reason why suffering is, is interesting uh, and important to know is because anybody who's going to preach Jesus message is going to be persecuted. Anybody who's going to say, yeah, Jesus is who he said he was. He's God. Uh, you're accountable to him. Repent. He's coming back in judgment. Uh, and, but he extends his love to you right now. That message people have hate that message. They hate Jesus and they hate all those who say that message. And so those who are God's prophets, those who are God's apostles, God, those who are God's people find themselves in trouble and often lose their lives over the message, over the truth that they preach. That's who Paul is. And then the next thing that Paul says is he's an apostle. An apostle is a messenger. A messenger is someone who is sent. God sent Jesus, and Jesus says, I am sent. The Father sent me. Um, and, and then in John 17, Jesus says, as the, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. And Paul calls himself an apostle, just like Peter, just like John, just like James. And an apostle is someone who is sent. You can almost, uh, a better translation is, is really emissary. This is someone who represents a diplomatic 
project. This is someone who represents another country, another government, and foreign land. And they are responsible with not only conveying the message of the king or the ruler or the monarch, but also embodying the very presence of that kingdom. That's who an apostle is. And so Paul is writing this letter because there are some people called Judaizers, and, and those people are undermining the gospel, and in order to undermine the gospel, they have to undermine Paul. They have to undermine Paul. Paul is the one who is responsible for planting churches across Europe, across uh, what is now modern-day Turkey, and, and Galatia is one of them. And so in order to undermine the gospel of Christ, because, you know, Paul is an Old Testament scholar. He was he learned the, 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 the law— um, for 14 years, he he learned the law his whole life, and then after he gets saved, he goes into Arabia, learns it uh, for 14 years. We're going to get into that later, but all that to say, Paul knows his Bible. Paul is 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 really the best among his contemporaries, those who are in school with him, and he is the one who is able to put the pieces together and 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 show that the Bible is not is not just you know. Uh, it's not disunified. It's one story. It's one story. And, and, and Paul reads the Old Testament and he sees Jesus everywhere. And so they have to undermine Paul because his message is too powerful and he is too brilliant. And so Paul is writing this letter to defend not only the gospel, but his, his apostleship. And, and this may seem a little selfish, but he has to defend his apostleship, his call to be an apostle, in order to defend the gospel. That's why he's doing it. So he goes on to say, I'm an apostle, not of men, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. He's saying this, people did not commission me. I did not get commissioned. He's going to get into this detail later, but but here is the important thing. There are lots of false prophets in our world that promulgate bad religions, whether it's Islam, the prophet Muhammad, uh, whether it's Joseph Smith saying that an angel came to him, whether it's William Crowdy, who is the father of the Hebrew Israelites. They all have angels that come to them and they say, you should start a new religion. So-and-so is wrong. And, and, and Paul's going to say, even if an angel comes to us from heaven and preaches to us a different gospel, he's cursed. I'll, I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, but if that's not the case, if someone doesn't appoint themselves over, a, you know, because of a divine uh, vision that they, that they had, uh, which Paul says is really demons, the other more natural thing to expect is that person was appointed by somebody. And Paul's saying, I got my appointment directly from the Lord. He goes on, verse 2, And all the brethren or the brothers which are, in, uh, which are with me unto the churches of Galatia. Listen, you cannot do the Christian life alone. If, you are, if you're living for Jesus, you need brothers and sisters. If you're doing ministry, you need brothers and sisters. And, and Paul can look like a superhero because he's planting churches and writing letters, and he seems to just be uh, doing it all by himself. But he actually had a team with him. If you read in the book of Acts, he has Barnabas, he has Luke, he has Timothy, he has Silas. He's got a group. He's got Luke, right? Luke is a doctor. It helps when he's, uh, you know, preaching and then people don't like him. He, they hate him because he's preaching and so they beat him up. And it helps to have a good doctor that can, uh, you know, help you out after those situations. But that Paul had a crew. Paul had a crew. And, um, and then he goes on to say this, Grace be to you in peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, so peace was the Hebrew 
he, was the Hebrew greeting, and grace was the Greek greeting. Uh, peace means, uh, uh, in Hebrew, it was uh, the word shalom. And, and this word peace embodied this idea of completeness, wholeness, health, complete health. And it also, it also means peace with God. It, it, it means there is nothing between my relationship with God. The, the most important relationship in my life is, is in right standing. Everything is in right order. And grace is kindness. It's, it's also another word for hello from the Greek culture. Uh, but already you see Paul is, 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 is doing something that he shouldn't in his day, right? And he is, he is, he's, he, he's going to preach the gospel and he's going to enforce the gospel. And the gospel is that both the Hebrews and the Greeks are God's people in the church under Christ, not under law, not under circumcision, not under rituals, but under Christ, faith in Christ. He's going to double down on this, and, and this is his greeting. And then he says this, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God, our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. That's the end of his greeting. It's very brief. And if you read any of Paul's letters, his, 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 uh, his greetings tend to be pretty elaborate. They tend to go on for about 10, 14 verses. Here, I only read five verses. Paul keeps it short because he is angry. He is seething with passion and zeal, and he writes to defend the gospel, much like Jude writes to defend the gospel against the heretics, much like First John writes First John to defend his gospel against the the Gnostics. Paul is going to write this against the Judaizers because. The gospel is under attack, and the name of Jesus is is under fire, and this has Paul fired up. And so he's got no time for uh, nice pleasantries. He's going to get right in the ring, and he says this in verse 6, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that are called, that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. Paul says, I just planted this church. I just left. What? You're believing a different gospel? You're turning from Jesus so quickly? It hasn't even been that long. What? I marvel that you're you're so quickly removed from Christ, moving away from Christ, uh, uh, you know, uh, abandoning the gospel. How many churches in America do the same thing? The building is still open, the people still gather, but the gospel is not being preached. The name of Jesus isn't being held in high honor. His people aren't living like real disciples. Paul says, I, I marvel that you're, you're, you're so quickly going to a different gospel. Not that there's another one. He has to clarify that. Not that there's no other gospel. This, this kind of reminds me in the law of Moses, uh, in the Ten Commandments, where God says, you shall have no other gods before me or beside me. I'm the only one. Uh, it's the same here. There are lots of different stories, lots of different ideas that people have about salvation and about how to get to God, how to be a good person, how to be an actualized person. But here's the thing. 
Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to God. Nobody comes to the Father except by me. That's what he says. So it, Jesus is either the only way or he's not. And if he's not, he's a liar. And we have to disregard everything that he said. He's either the Lord. C.S. Lewis said he's either Lord. He is who he said he was. Or he's a liar. He's not who he said he was. Or he's crazy. And if he's crazy, we don't follow a lunatic. He's either liar, lunatic, or Lord. That's that's what he said. If he's a lunatic, he's not crazy. He's evil. He knows what he's doing. He's de- he's asking everybody to devote their lives to him. He's asking everybody. He's demanding everybody uh, that you know, to to worship him as God. And and that's lunacy. If he's not, if he is Lord, then he is who he says that he was. And if he's just you know. Um, Sorry, I mixed those up. If he's a liar, he's evil. If he's a lunatic, he's just crazy. And then why would you, you could just write him off. But he is the Lord. And this is why he's made such an impact. You, you know that people don't take the name of Mahabin in vain. It means nothing. They take the name of Jesus in vain because it actually has power. And his gospel is the only story that's true. And there are people that want to, here's what he says, there are people that trouble you, disturb you. They want to cause a crisis of faith in you. And they want to pervert the gospel of Christ. That word pervert in Greek, it it carries the idea of something being twisted into something completely other. They're changing the gospel into something completely different. So let me just say this: if you have to put a mod, um, uh, um, if you have to, um, if you have to put a modifying term and a phrase in front of the the word gospel or Christian, it's no longer the, the gospel. If it's the prosperity gospel, it's no longer the gospel. If you're a red letter Christian, it's no you're no longer a Christian. <laughs> like if you have to put some modifier in front of it, you're not in. You're at least really confusing if you mean well. Stop it. Because there are many that like to pervert the gospel of Christ. They like to change it into something that it's not. And in this day, in Paul, in Paul's battlefield, what he's doing is he's addressing the Judaizers who say in Acts 15 verse 1, unless you become, unless you be circumcised, you cannot be saved. And that's what he's writing against. So it's the works gospel that he's fighting against. It's the, the, the legalism gospel that he's fighting against. It's the Judaizers that are the antagonists that he's up against. And he pulls no punches. He says, verse 8, But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than the one which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As I said before, so now I say again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than the one you received, let him be accursed. So Paul is placing himself under this curse. And he's saying, listen, the gospel is at stake. The gospel is what matters. The gospel is what needs to be preached the right way. The gospel cannot be got wrong. And if we 
or somebody else preaches to you a different gospel, they're cursed. If they preach a different gospel, if they preach a different way of salvation, if they come along and say, most likely the people that that Paul is up against, they were saying things like, hey, that dude Paul um, started you off pretty well. You know, um, Jesus is pretty great. But, you know, at the end of the day, Jesus came to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. At the end of the day, Jesus only was for the Jews, not the Greeks. And anybody that would become a a, a Christian, anybody who is not Jewish, any Greek or anybody else, they they need to become a cultural Jew, get circumcised before they can come to Christ. Otherwise, Christ is not for them because he only belongs to us and nobody else. Paul is livid. He hates this. This is a demonic lie. And so he says, if anybody preaches, even if you have an angel, like again, angel means messenger. So they're earthly messengers. They're earthly preachers. They're earthly people that have podcasts and pulpits and, 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 and different platforms. And they espouse their, their ideas and they're heavenly angels. There are heavenly, um, there, there are um, spiritual principalities that, that uh, feed into things like algorithms and, 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 and they influence people and ideas. If we or an angel from heaven were to preach to you a different gospel, don't listen. They're cursed. Don't listen. And as I've said before a few minutes ago, how many beliefs, how many religions were burst, birthed out of a bastard dream? Oh, I was visited. They told me to write a book correcting what the other book said. Demons. Demonic deceptions. That's what they are. All of them. And Paul calls a spade a spade. If we or an angel from heaven were to preach to you a different gospel... They are cursed. The word cursed is the word anathema. Anathema is basically Paul's way of telling them to go to hell. If they're going to deceive people, if they're going to preach a different gospel, if they're going to shipwreck the faith of some people, if they're going to try to uh, cause people a crisis of, of, of faith by promulgating a different way of salvation that, that, that encourages them to leave Christ, then they, they, they are the first ones in the line to hell. That's what he's saying. it, And that's why he says it twice. Don't get this twisted. They're on their way to hell. Jesus says it like this, ignore them, leave them alone. They're the blind leading the blind. If the blind leads the blind, both will fall into a ditch. And then I love Paul's closing uh, thought here. He says in verse 10, do I now persuade men or God? Am I trying to persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? If I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. Here's what he's saying. If I did this for the gram, if I did this for the subs, if I did this for the likes, if I did this for the positive affirming comments, I would not be a servant of Christ. Listen, I I checked my I used to be excited about my channel. I, I used to be excited about the podcast. I, I used to be oh, who's listening? How many people are listening? How many people subscribed? I don't care anymore. There are so many detractors online. Uh, and, and listen, the culture has changed. 
the culture has shifted. It is not cool to be a Christian. It never was, but it definitely isn't in 2024. This is a spiritual war. This is an economic war. This is a governmental war. This is a, a entertainment war. Uh, this is war on all fronts, but it definitely is a spiritual battle. If you are known for your love and devotion to Jesus, people will clown you. People will flood you with bad comments. People will try to make you quit. People will try to make you doubt. People will hate you and they'll make it known. And here's what I'm encouraging to do because I, I had to I had to spend some time with the Lord and 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 get encouraged. If you stand up for the gospel, People are not going to like you. You're not going to be cool. You're not going to be in. You're going to be looked at as stupid and foolish, and you just need to accept it because they looked at Jesus the same way. Jesus said, if they called me the devil, if they called me Beelzebub, if they said I cast out demons demons by the power of demons, then you should at least expect them to say the same kind of things about you, if not worse. And they did. The world called, uh, looked at the, the, the movement of Jesus and they, they, they said, oh, those Christians. Christians means little Christ. And you know what we did? We took that word and we wore it as a badge of honor. I won't let anybody discredit that name. I, I know there's been tons of baggage around Christianity. But listen, those people don't describe who I am. They, they don't answer. I don't answer for them. Like all of us, we have somebody that has our last name that we're deeply ashamed of, but we don't change our last name. So I don't forsake the label of Christian because it's a way to redeem insults. People are going to insult you, but I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging you, don't give it, don't care. Don't care about it. Don't let it affect you. These people are blind. These people are evil. These people hate your Lord, and so that's why they hate you. And that's why many of you are silent, and that's why many of you don't say anything, because if you said something, it would actually make a difference in your life. You would start to see all the demons manifest and all the people persecute you. And listen, I don't like persecution. I'm not looking for persecution, but you're going to run into it when you stand up for Jesus. And so don't be afraid of them. And, and let me just say this too, because I ran into, into some trouble a month ago. I know there are some Hebrew Israelites that check back at this podcast. I am not ashamed of the gospel. I am not wrong. You are. And you need to repent before you go to hell. Because right now you are anathema. Right now you are testing the Lord. Right now, you are trying his patience by discrediting his gospel and saying that Jesus is not God. It's so confusing that you guys don't even have a unified belief. And some of you would say, we don't have a belief. We have, uh, it's really a national identity. Okay. Listen, I don't do all my research. I don't, I don't, I don't make sure that I say things the right way before I say something. I got some things wrong in that in, in episode 37. I admit that. But you're still going to hell and you're still sincerely wrong and you're still anathema. And if you're going to 
if you're going to comment about how I am the fool and how I need to change my mind, then I'm going to reply and say, you are wrong. You don't have any authority to say that. You are on your way to hell. You are a blind guide. You should stop talking. You should get off the internet and repent. I know you won't. And that's what's heartbreaking about this, because as you comment and as you're angry and as you stay bitter like your founder who was a slave, Paul says, listen, Paul's smarter than you. You know the Bible better than a lot of Christians. I give you that. Paul knows the Bible better than you. Pharisee of Pharisees, go back and read Philippians 3. Pharisee of Pharisees of the tribe of Benjamin, as to the law, blameless. A lot of people are not blameless because they don't know the law. In order to be blameless, it implies that you know the law inside and out. Paul can teach you some things. That's what I'm saying. And if you don't get it right, if you don't repent, if you don't seek the most high and repent to him for trashing his son, you're damned.